Hi, this is Daphne with the God Has This podcast, where we lean on God for understanding, direction, and encouragement. As I rushed out the door on the way to a women's Bible study, my son, who was eight at the time, hugged and kissed me, and then he blessed me. He said, go and come back happy. If there is food, eat some. If someone is new, show them what's going on. Make new friends and have a good time. God used him that evening to speak words of support for spending time studying the Bible along with other believers. How could he have known that I needed those words of blessing and encouragement? We could all use a little encouragement, couldn't we? What about you? Are you an encourager? Or are you in need of encouragement? Sometimes the best thing we can do when we need something is to give that to others. If you need a friend, be a friend. If you need encouragement, be an encourager. An encourager is a person who builds the faith of another through giving support, confidence, or hope. Support means to give assistance to, to enable to function or act. Also, to suggest the truth of, cooperate, or validate. We can offer support by smiling, making eye contact, giving comfort, like a hug, or sometimes just being present during a difficult situation. Our presence often ministers in ways our words fail to reach. Confidence is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. When we encourage confidence in others, we actually are encouraging confidence in the scriptural truth of their situation, not merely confidence in their present circumstance. Our circumstances may change, but the truths of God's word are everlasting. Hope in scripture means strong and confident expectation. It's trust with confident expectation. When offering hope, we can speak specifically to a person's situation. It's better not to overgeneralize with pat answers, but to speak the truth of Scripture. Remind them of the promises of God, including that God can heal, redeem, and use any person or situation. In Scripture, God used two men, Ananias and Barnabas, to encourage Paul, who was a former persecutor of Christ and the church. They both offered Paul support, confidence, and hope. God later used Paul to preach, teach, plant churches, and write 13 letters in the New Testament as an encouragement to generations to come. Paul, then known as Saul, possessed arrest warrants for those who believed that Jesus was the promised Messiah. His mission was to punish those Jewish believers and protect the traditions of Judaism. But on the road leading to Damascus, Paul had an encounter with Jesus, the one he had been ignorantly persecuting. He saw a blinding light that knocked him to the ground, and he heard the voice of Jesus saying, I am the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and await my further instructions. At that point, Paul was physically blinded, but his spiritual eyes and his heart had been open to the truth of who Jesus was, the Messiah. Ananias, a disciple of Christ, 
was instructed by the Lord to go place his hands on Paul so he would regain his sight. Fully aware of Paul's reputation as a persecutor of Jesus' disciples, Ananias chose obedience to the Lord's instructions. He laid hands on Paul, and something like scales fell from Paul's eyes, and his sight was restored. Ananias confirmed Paul's life-changing encounter with Jesus on the Damascus Road. He ministered to Paul and encouraged him by referring to him as brother. So now, Paul wasn't an enemy to be feared. He was a member of God's family and a fellow co-worker in service to God. Paul's encounter with Jesus convinced him that God had chosen Jesus to be the promised Messiah. From that moment on, Paul's mission changed because his heart changed. His focus shifted to preach the gospel of Christ. But Paul had two serious problems. One, his reputation as a persecutor of the church was so well known that when he arrived in Jerusalem and tried to join the disciples, they were all afraid of him and didn't believe that Paul was a disciple. Two, the Hellenistic Jews wanted to kill him because he spoke boldly and debated in the name of Jesus. Another encourager to Paul was Barnabas. He isn't as well known as some of the other apostles, but he was very important in the life of Paul, and he was critical to the growth of the church. His birth name was Joseph, but his nickname was Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. After Paul's conversion, he tried to meet with other disciples of Jesus in Jerusalem. But because of the apostles' apprehension of Paul's transformation, they were not willing to accept him as a follower of Christ. But Barnabas brought him to the apostles and vouched for him. He explained Paul's encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, how the Lord had talked with him, and how in Damascus, Paul had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. When Barnabas brought Paul to the apostles, he gave them the assurance that Paul could be trusted in the community and that they could accept this one-time enemy and persecutor of Christ as a friend. Paul would have been rejected without a reference. Barnabas offered him the reference he needed. God used Barnabas as an encourager to validate Paul's conversion as a ministry co-worker. The second time Barnabas acted as a liaison was after the gospel spread to Antioch. Barnabas went to Tarsus looking for Paul and encouraged him to come to Antioch to help with the church. They stayed there for a year, meeting with the church and teaching large numbers. Barnabas' encouragement catapulted Paul's life as a missionary. Have you ever felt the nudge to serve, give, or help people in some way that seems bigger than you? A project so big that you knew you couldn't do it alone and you needed someone to help you fulfill the mission. And in those moments, was there a person who came beside you to encourage you, support you, and offer hope when things got tough? They brought their gifts, mindset, and the skills for the season? This is what Barnabas did. He knew Paul's gift. 
and he encouraged him to participate in the mission at Antioch. Together, Paul and Barnabas would go on to obey Christ's command to fulfill the Great Commission, which was to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20. Encouragement makes us feel seen and known by God, which is why it is so important. I wonder if Paul had Ananias and Barnabas in mind when he wrote to the church in Thessalonica. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Encouragement can come in the form of a person, an action, or prayer. Nothing beats genuine human-to-human encouragement, but don't underestimate the power of praying that the Holy Spirit would encourage someone. We can pray that the Spirit would send an Ananias or a Barnabas, whether that's you or someone else. Often what we need from others is what we need to practice giving ourselves. So if you find yourself in need of support, confidence, or hope, first build your own faith through the Word of God and then watch with expectation for ways to bless the people walking in and out of the doors of your life. If you're already an encourager, keep on letting God use you to build up His people until He returns. Paul's prayer for the church was that we be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love and to have complete confidence that we understand God's mysterious plan for us, which is Christ himself. Colossians 2, 2. So dear listener, be encouraged. That is my prayer for you too. Today's scripture references are found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the subscribe button and give us a rating. Remember, sharing this podcast is a great way to encourage a friend.